0: Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. So welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and iTunes today as usual we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life so grab a cup pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction Hi folks, and welcome to Andy's personal development. We are live and alive in the breakout room and the man of the moment is Eric M. Twiggs. So let's introduce our guest and welcome him to the show. Eric, how are you? Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey Andy, thank you for having me on, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you on. And so we'd like to get right into the thick of things when you hear the word procrastination, Eric, what are some of the things that come to mind as you are now considered as an expert in dealing with the challenges of procrastination? What are some of the things that comes to your mind when you hear the word procrastination? Well, procrastination is all about delaying the
1: action that you know you need to be taking, right? That, that's really the bottom line and it's a silent killer that if you're not focused on overcoming it, you it can hold you back from getting to where you want to go.
0: OK, great. Um, what I really would like you to share with our audience is how did you come to the point where you realized that this thing was a monster and you needed to do something to overcome it yourself? What was your personal experience in dealing with procrastination? For me, it all started
1: in college. I was a senior at Hampton University here Uh in the United States. And I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine named Donnell. And I have to admit Andy, in those days, he and I were a little different. He was all about his purpose and I was all about the party. And he would always give me a hard time and say, Eric, you need to get focused and figure out what you wanna do with your life. And I'm like, man, We have plenty of time to figure that out and focus on goals and all that. Are you coming to the frat party with me or not? (laughs) And so several weeks go by, I don't talk to him, but I get a phone call from his mother informing me that he was killed in a car accident.
0: Oh, man.
1: Changed everything for me. It sent me a message that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do the things that I need to do, And from that moment on, I've just been hyper-focused on overcoming procrastination, paying close attention to how I'm spending my time and having clear goals.
0: Exciting and also intriguing. I get it from what I'm hearing is that the, the trauma of that situation, it was like a wake up call for you, like the epiphany moment. But after that, did you delve into studies or did you just do a lot of soul searching or was it a combination of the two to get you to the point where you recognize that there's a way in which you can deal with procrastination? So for me,
1: I, I thought, so I thought the message was, no, yeah, I've got to pursue success. I've got to climb uh-huh. the corporate ladder. And uh-huh. I thought that was the message. Time is short. I've got to climb the corporate ladder. I can't procrastinate. And so I got to the point where I'd worked my way up in corporate America, right? Okay. District manager for automotive service. I have 17 locations, 500 employees working for me. We're winning all of these awards. Everything seems great. And I remember I'm in my car, I'm at the stoplight, and I remember looking in the rearview mirror and the eyes that were looking back at me were the eyes of someone who hated what he was doing. Wow. So that sent me a message that, it's important to be clear on your calling. You need to be clear on your purpose. You know, a lot of times we think it's, I heard a great quote, right? It, 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 here's how it goes, that you think the problem is a lack of motivation, but the real problem is a lack of clarity. Okay. And, and I think that, that was my issue, right? Okay. And it wasn't until I got clear on my calling and purpose, that I was really able to effectively overcome procrastination.
0: Wow. Uh, wonderful story, Eric. I'm touched. So from then on, how was it that you came to the point where you recognized that you could be an authority with regards to dealing with procrastination? What pushed you to that next level? So one
1: of the things of uh, when I was a district manager, having 500 employees, I saw a lot of examples, right? I saw people who got great results. And right. then I saw people who got good results. And what I <laughs> found is that in many cases, they knew a lot of the same things. They had a lot of the similar know-how, but the difference between the great and the good was that great person could get himself to do the things he needed to do, whether he felt like felt like it or not. Right. And, and I started to really pay attention to that pattern. And, and as I started getting into speaking, so I, I joined Toastmasters International. That was, that was like one of the next steps I took. I really didn't know what to do. I knew I didn't want to be just spending my life managing all these locations and everything else. Uh, I felt led to the public speaking sector. But one thing I noticed was like a lot of my presentations I was giving it all circled back to this time, time management, overcoming procrastination, and, and that's how i figured that that's my thing and i just and the combination of the experiences i had leading people and just studying uh reading all kinds of books uh taking courses that's really how i got to this point from a knowledge-based standpoint
0: okay great now i've done some studies myself and uh you know when you look at the aspects of neuroscience and elastoplacidity it teaches you that the brain has the ability to make certain subtle changes and change your characters and your mannerisms and stuff like that. I'm wondering if that is in some way the main contributor to people uh, being, you know, victims of procrastination, or is it because of the echocentricities that are on the outside? Or maybe it's a combination of the both. What have you discovered in, in your studies and your experience thus far? So, so what I found is that, and there's a study by the uh,
1: University of Calgary, they uh-huh. said that 95% of the population has some issue with procrastination, right? Uh-huh. And I believe that the other 5%, they just haven't gotten around to complete the survey yet. <laughs> That's how serious it is. But no, it's a common issue. What I've seen is that the root cause of most procrastination is discomfort. OK. There's something, there's some level of discomfort at the root that causes people to procrastinate now it could be as simple as there's a term that's called task aversion right that means you just don't like doing the task so you're going to put it off for as long as you possibly can right you. That you really just don't like doing it or it could be fear right? Wow. Fear, is, fear is common when I when I do workshops and we start brainstorming on the things that cause people to procrastinate, fear always comes up, Andy, without me bringing it up.
0: Yeah, fear, yeah.
1: So, so usually that's an expect. So a lot of times fear shows up, it could be fear of success. Right. You know, this this goes well, it could take me to the next level. I don't know what that's going to mean for me. Am I ready for the next level? It could be fear of failure. What if I get criticized? What if my presentation bombs? It could also be the fear, just the fear of the unknown and leaving the comfort zone. So usually there's some type of discomfort or angst
0: that causes people to procrastinate. OK, great. Look, here's the thing. You are experiencing probably uh, the best part of your life because you have realized your calling, and. It's- fulfilling to you but there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with stuff like that what are some of you would advise people to do to overcome some of these challenges so that they could reach to a place where even with procrastination they can eventually overcome because I know it, it's it's a process it would take steps but where do they start what's the starting point so the, the starting point is looking at
1: your gifting like, like the first pay attention to the things that you're gifted at. And I don't care who you are. You have a gift. Right. Right. It may be, it may not be as visible to everybody, you know, but you, you have a gift. So pay attention to what that gifting is. What is that thing that you do effortlessly, but it, it's work for everybody else when they do it, and they look at you like, man, how do you keep doing all of this? But, so, so pay attention to that and pay attention to to what lights your fire. Like when you when you talk about a topic, when do you start is really getting your, your tone of voice changes uh-huh. and, and start by thinking about how can you put yourself in that arena? Like if you don't know what, like that's where I was. So when I was a district manager and I realized this wasn't it, I, it, it took me three years, a three-year journey I went on. And when I reflected, I noticed that I always felt the most fulfilled and alive when I was speaking to a group wow. and I would always think to myself, you know, I could just do this all day, every day, man. This, how cool would that be? And then finally I just took the next step of going to Toastmasters. I said, look, I want to speak at Toastmasters. That's what they do. They speak. So, right. I'm not going to overcomplicate this thing. I'm just going to go to Toastmasters. <laughs> and then when I got to the Toastmasters club, that's when I met someone who trains professional speakers and I took his course like literally, one of his ideas he gave me, I implemented it, and it paid for his entire course. So okay, I said, well, you know, maybe we're on to something here. And right. then people kept right. telling me to go to the National Speakers Association. So th- what happens is when you start taking the steps in the direction of your passion and, f- and just really follow your gifting, that's when you can u- ultimately discover what your purpose is.
0: Okay, great. Um, I'm hearing from you that it's a matter of recognition. And then it's a matter of taking uh, progressive action over a period of time. You wrote a, a book called 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. What was the basic motivation for you penning that? And how did you feel putting that information out there, knowing that it would probably help a whole lot of people to overcome the challenge of procrastination? So my motivation, Andy, was frustration. (laughs)
1: here's what I mean by that right I I, I read I read a lot of different books and I was struggling because a lot of the books I was reading on overcoming procrastination just didn't seem like it was practical for everybody it it was a lot of the same cliche cookie cutter stuff oh you have to you have to wake up early or you, you can't don't check your email before 12 noon or the book would be like 450 pages. And I'm thinking, okay, if you have a procrastination issue, you're not going to get through a 450 page book. It's it's just not likely.
0: That's
1: right. (laughs) So so I wanted something that goes that you actually engage with the content. And then there's parts in the book where I say, look, don't go to the next section until you finish this section. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what motivated me because I wanted to put a a useful tool in people's hands that they could actually use. Yeah, it's my family. It's have a daughter. Who's eleven? I have a son who's eight. So at the end of the day, it's not just about me; it's about the legacy that I'm leaving for them. I wanna I wanna show them the example of what pursuing your purpose looks like, and also right. I want to leave them something that you know that they can look back and be grateful for. Right? You know, they can right. decide that they want to join the family business. Or they can decide that they want to chart a path in a different direction, but mm-hmm. at least they won't be limited to just your traditional the traditional options. They won't be limited to what they tell you and what they tell you. Go to school, uh-huh. get your education, go work somewhere for 40 years. They they will have because of my example. They can have other options if they choose to. So that, right. that's really the main thing that motivates me and gets me out of bed.
0: All right. Um, I have dealt with a whole lot of people who have struggled throughout um, the, the pandemic era dealing with COVID-19 and its negative impacts and stuff. How did you cope with that, uh, with your with your personal life as well as your career? And what kind of adjustments did you have to make uh, to continue pursuing your fulfillment?
1: Great. So I have a podcast. Right. The podcast is called The 30 Minute Hour. And right. We used, we used to meet and record the episodes at my co-host studio where he's like his office. Okay. He used take so we right. would go to this building, we would record the episodes and then the pandemic happened <laughs> and it, his, his building is now closed. Wow. We were like, okay, what are you going to do? Mm. And so we had to pivot. And so we from that moment, we started doing the episodes live, uh, broadcasting on Facebook. And and then from there we started broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn all at the same time. But so, so what happened is we had to pivot, right? So a lot of people I know of who were in the pandemic, they had this venture and they said, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm going Mm -hmm. to wait till things get back to normal. Mm -hmm. I think that's the last thing you want to do. I think you need to ask yourself what now? Yes, and you have to pivot. I'm so passionate about that that we actually started a business around that. So, so literally, because of the pandemic, we started this business called the What Now Movement, and I'm right. the president of it. And we help to inspire people to pivot instead of right. just stopping when they create it when they face a challenge.
0: Okay, great. Well, maybe you're a bit psychic because that was my next question. I was going to ask you is. What is the What Now Movement? What inspired it? And what are you doing with regards to its effect to people in the area that you're dealing with? Or even those who may be looking for another step, another direction, you know, to deal with the challenge that they are facing at this time.
1: So so the mission of the What Now Movement is to inspire people to pivot. And so so we do that several ways. Like, for example, tomorrow this is December 4th, it'll be Saturday, December 4th at 10 a.m. Eastern time, in the mm-hmm. What Now Movement group on Facebook, we have yeah. something we call Coffee and Conversation. Okay. Where myself and my other founders, uh, Dr. Sharon H. Porter and Ted Fells, and two of my other business partners, Don Bonheimer and Maisha Hoy, we get together on this video and we answer questions, we provide inspirational content, it's called Coffee and Conversation, but yeah, so that, that's an example of what we do within the movement to inspire people. We've done classes where we've had people come in and talk on various business topics, and we've done uh, two different summits within the group. It's called the What Now Movement Facebook group.
0: Okay, I'll check that out. Sounds interesting. I got to ask you one more question before we do a little ad break, and that is, Is there another book in the making? Is there more information now that you have come to this stage that you feel you need to probably write a second part to the first book or a new chapter that you have discovered and you want to share it with people in a form that they can keep uh, in the form of a book? Is there another one in the making?
1: There is. It's it's in my head right now. (laughs) The the, the book is going to be about how do you avoid the excellence trap.
0: Okay. Right? Okay. Because here's what happens,
1: right? Once you get a certain level of visibility and once you reach a certain level of success, you're going to get all kinds of requests and opportunities coming your way. Right. When, when people find out that you can get things done, they're going to ask you to do things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, what happens though is a lot of times most people are blindsided by that. So you start start saying yes to all of these different requests. And before you know it, you don't have time to do the thing you really are supposed to be doing. Right, right. So so it's so important because my hope is that people who read the book, they, they start to level up and their time is now worth more. But you really have to be proactive to avoid that excellence trap and make sure that you're saying no to certain things.
0: Excellent. Sounds good. So we're going to take a little break here now. And as we stand by, hold on, Eric will be back. So, we are live back in the breakout room with Eric M. Twiggs, our special guest at this moment. Eric, I'm curious, what does the M stand for, bro? Matthew. (laughs) The first chapter of the New Testament, Matthew. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Tell me something. If you had to signal or point out one person, that you would consider as a mentor, the one that would have probably a level of influence on your life that helps you in times of uh, concerns and your go-to person, so to speak? What would that, who would that person be?
1: Hmm. I would say probably my dad would
0: be the first
1: person I would point out. You know, I can't figure that out. Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, just because, uh, you know, I, I, I benefited from his example. Right. Right. Just growing up. It wasn't always so much that, that he said, do this, do that. But I just saw him just getting out and making it happen. Whenever he, he was in a group, he was leading the group, you know? And so, yeah, I definitely trust his advice and it's, it's been spot on every time. Like when I follow what he said, it usually works out. So.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So tell me something, if there was one thing that you could change in the world, uh, it's like your pet peeve, so to speak, what would it be, man?
1: Well, so my pet peeve is when people say, say to me, I don't know, like like if I ask, like if I ask you a question, right? And I say, Hey, so what, what do you think you could do to improve your podcast? And you say, Oh, you know, I don't know. that's just a pet peeve of mine. I figure it's 2021 and I'm aware of a lady who went on YouTube and learned how to build a house and literally built a house from scratch just by going on YouTube. So there's so much information out there. So no one should ever be able to say, I don't know. It's like, I can find out. That's one of the things that that people would just get that out out of their, their head, that idea that you can just say, I don't know if you get a question.
0: I hear you. I hear you. It's one of my pet peeves as well. Um, Looking ahead in the future uh, for Eric M. Twiggs, what do you see or what would you like to see? What are your projections for your career and the people's life that you intend to place value to and impact in such a way that they would look for the windows and the doors of transformation? What does your future look like for you?
1: Well, my ultimate vision is to inspire 100 million people or more uh,
0: to, yeah. to move.
1: I mean, that's gonna, that can be through books, through the podcast, through the What Now movement, through speaking. But, but that's really what drives me and just really getting the message out to larger platforms because it's not just something, I, for me, it, it's so much deeper than just trying to sell a book. Right, for me, I I literally like you know I have a procrastination prevention pyramid that's in the book. It's like five steps. That that's literally how I live my life. Okay, I literally follow this pyramid that's in the book, and I just I truly believe that if people followed that and got to that place where they were clear that they could really pursue and get what they're what they're after i truly just believe that so i'm just looking for bigger platforms to get my message out and different methods for me to get the message out that's really what i see in the future
0: okay great so for the time that you have been uh dealing with people with procrastination and you have had all these uh business uh sessions you have coached you have spoken uh you've probably held a lot of workshops and so on Is there one defining moment that you could recall that you saw in someone's body, language, their eyes, that level of conviction, and you knew, yes, I'm making an impact. Something is going to change in that person's life. Can you recall that just that 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 one defining moment?
1: Well, so I I remember I was doing a trade show um, and I, I met this young lady and she, you know, she got my CD. I had to it was a CD at the time uh, and it was about, you know, how to overcome procrastination and be more productive. Right. And I saw her years later at another event. Okay. It, it had to be like six years later. I saw her at another event and she told me that my CD and what we were talking about inspired her to start her business. When okay. we were talking, she was an employee, but now she's an entrepreneur with her own business, and she said, the, what, what I said kicked her in the behind and gave her, <laughs> gave her the motivation to move forward. And, and I'm, I, I was amazed by that. You know, I would have never known. And, and, that just te- and I think the takeaway from that is that no matter how you think it's going, I think you have to keep going. If yes. you really have a message that you feel like you're called to share, you just never know the impact you're having on a person yeah and the the fruit that can come from what you're saying to that person,
0: yeah that's powerful stuff i, I observed that you you have the the Nike um post words just do it uh, on your facebook page, and I'm thinking that um i I saw a quote from um John Maxwell that says the next step is to take the next step. <laughs> you know, And it's, it's so practical and it's so real. And I'm saying, I'm having Eric on to deal with stuff like that because I know that there are a lot of people struggling out there. They need to do something and they just can't find the strength, the energy, the commitment, the discipline, really, to get it done. I've struggled with that myself, but I've done better things. I've learned to write and to hold myself accountable. What would you say to people who are willing to take the next step, but somehow they can't find the energy, they can't find the drive? They need a reason then to deal with procrastination in a proactive manner. What would you say to them?
1: Well, the first piece of advice I would have would be don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So what what stops people is they look at, the size of the project let's say writing a book Mm -hmm. oh yeah i want to write a book but they look at it and how time consuming and they start to say okay i i don't know where where am i going to find an editor Uh, who's going to read it um how am i going to get a cover Uh, what am i going to put on the cover so when you when you start focusing on everything the easiest thing to do is nothing
0: so instead right.
1: you have to focus on progress. You have to ask yourself, what's the next step that I can take? Yeah. That's, that, that's what I have to do. With the next step, okay, I can make a phone call. Yeah, I can call a successful author and get tips. Or uh-huh. I can write a, I can start on my outline. So, so we have to really think about the next step. Then the other piece to that is you don't have to go at it alone. You know, find yes. people who've done. What you what you're attempting to do, right? And, and that can give you, especially if you know people that will hold you accountable, right. right? Like I purposely, like for, I give you an example, right? I told you how I ran a marathon. Uh-huh. I purposely started telling people that I was running a marathon like a year before it happened, okay? Because I, I knew this specific person was every time I saw them, they would say, "Hey Eric, how's your training coming?" "Hey Eric, hey, I'm going to your race," so and I knew that would keep me accountable. And I think it helps because sometimes you may, your willpower alone may not be enough for you to get it done. It helps to have that outside accountability of that person that's keeping you, uh, keeping you in line with what you said you would do.
0: Wonderful stuff. Powerful stuff, Eric. Thank you for sharing. On that note, uh, we're just going to take a quick break. I'm going to just introduce the individual who's going to be on our next show. And when we come back, you're going to have the entire floor to express uh, your sentiments and to give people information on your social platforms. So stand by Eric. Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are informing you of our next guest, Dr. Mani Hill Fodoraro. Dr. Manny Hill Fodoraro is an award-winning and celebrated author, speaker, and educator. Check her website, God Came to My parent Sale. She is a survivor of domestic violence and she earned her doctorate in education and completed postdoctoral studies at Harvard University. Manny also won a Best Books Award. In 2020, for her spiritual fiction, God Came to My garage Sale. This is the lady of the moment for our next episode. So, join us in the breakout room live right here on Monday, 6 December 2021 at 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. AST with Mari. See you then. Take care now. Bye. Okay, great. So we're going to have Manny coming on on the next show. But for now, Eric is the man of the moment. So, Eric, if people want to get in contact with you, they want to invite you to do lectures, personal counseling, or whatever information that they know you have that can deal with their commitment to procrastination, the challenges of procrastination, and other aspects of life, how can they get to you?
1: Well, you can go to my website, eric at ericmtwigs.com. That's dot uh-huh. com. You can pick right. up a copy of the book from there, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Mm-hmm. You can also reach me via email uh, at eric at ericmtwigs.com. Uh, so that those are the best ways to reach and connect with me. By the way, I have a special um, offering that if you email me at eric at ericmtwigs.com, I have a Twigs time calculator, right? I I have a calculator that will help you to calculate the value of your time based off of how much you make. Uh, And and when you know how much your time is worth, you'll be less likely to procrastinate. So that's a special (laughs) offer. Just email me, eric at ericmtwigs.com and I will send you the Twigs time calculator.
0: Interesting. That sounds good. Probably need to get one myself. (laughs) So Eric, uh, if there's anything that you'd love to say to the world, to the universe, to people, uh, and I know it would be something that would be powerful and endearing. What would it be at this point? You just, you just want to send out some love and share some good stuff. It, It is the season, but I mean, we should be doing this all year through. What would you say to the world?
1: Well, I, I would say this. All you need is one. Uh-huh. And, and he, he, here's what I mean by that. You know, maybe maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you're an author. Maybe you have a YouTube channel. Maybe you're a speaker. And it gets frustrating because it seems like you're putting this stuff out there. You're, you're doing everything they told you to do. Right? Right. You, you're doing everything they told you to do at the conference. But you may not be seeing the result that you just... Disp- that you desire, I would just right. want to encourage everybody just to hang in there because all you need is one. Literally mm-hmm. you are one conversation away from getting to the next level. You are one email away. You are one phone call away. And I've experienced this at different points where I got a phone call and it totally changed my trajectory. I was here yeah. one day. I got this phone call for this opportunity it put me on a totally different level. Right. That, can happen. You okay. just have to hang in there. Right. All you need is one. So keep putting it out there. That
0: would yeah. be my All right. Fantastic. That's a great note to end this conversation and this interview on. So there you have it, folks. The man of the moment, Eric M. Twiggs, your partner in dealing with procrastination. He has been inspiring and wonderful. And we thank him sincerely for the time and the commitment that he has made to the show. So, this is Andy of Andy's personal development saying thank you. Stay safe, people. Enjoy the holiday seasons. But remember, we are dealing with a pandemic. So, watch your three W's. Wear your masks. Watch your distance, physical distance that is. And wash hands regularly or sanitize. Godspeed, people. God bless. Until next time, take care. Bye now.